something here on my phone for the reading. Um, today's reading is actually going to come from Daily Reflections, um, which is a uh, it's a tool that's used uh, to reflect upon our day regarding a 12 step. So this comes from a couple days ago, I believe it's Sunday. Um, and it it is a uh, from Daily Reflections, it's a Hazleton publication. Um, it says, we can't think our way sober. To the intellectual self, sufficient man or woman, many AAs can say, yes, we were like you, far too smart for our own good. Secretly, we felt we could float above the rest of the folks on our brain power alone. And that comes from, as Bill sees it on page 60. The continuation of this uh, daily reflection is even the most brilliant mind is no defense against the disease of alcoholism. I can't think my way sober. I try to remember that intelligence is a God-given attribute that I may use, a joy like having a talent for dancing or drawing or carpentry. It doesn't it does not make me better than anyone else, and it is not a particularly reliable tool for recovery. For it is a power greater than myself who will all who will restore me to sanity, not a high IQ or a college degree. So that's the reading for today, if you can handle it. Thanks, Geyser. Yeah, Paul Alcoholic. Um, you know, if the problem resides in the mind, that's one of the diagnoses, then you would say thinking is of the mind, yeah? It's not of the, you know, bicep or the tricep. It's of the mind. So if the problem resides in the mind and you really can't take a x-ray of the brain and see alcoholism, really. So it's more of an activity in the activities of the mind. Yeah. So it infects the activity. So some people say it's a disease of perception. So therefore, that's a mental activity let's say, and the mental activity of perceptions infected with alcoholism. So the thinking is infected with alcoholism. Yeah, so the thinking, yes, can be a great tool, but if something else is using it for its own agenda, then it can be uh, quite defeating, so to speak. Not because in and of its nature it's defeating, but how it's being used by the disease. Yeah, so disease sort of infects activities that we have learned to rely on and then they're unreliable to an extreme yeah so like when you were a kid maybe there was a lot more reliable because maybe you'd have a few thoughts like hey i don't think my mom's going to be happy i'm doing this yeah and it would probably be correct so but then as we get older the mental state is used to reinforce the the uh that which defeats us is this idea of being self. So, yeah, that's why it says you can't think yourself into right action. You take right action or you act yourself into right thinking. Yes, because the action can go either way. It can be directed by something else or by the disease in a way. So we're hoping the the actions that are suggested in AA are not directed by the disease. They're more like an antidote against the disease. So taking it's not just taking action, it's taking directed action, yeah, which is the, the program of recovery. So we take this these actions and they bring us into a state of maybe right thinking. Yeah. The actions because <clears throat> the actions are being directed by the principles of AA, and we believe, I believe, the big book of AA was really a download from that higher power. So the suggestions that are given into our program, I don't think were thought about, they were given, yeah? And they work to do what? To affect the infection of the disease, to, to change that. So. So first, yeah, most generally, it's, it's definitely the advice uh, when people come in is just 
uh, don't think about it, just do it. Just follow the suggestion. And if you don't, if it doesn't work for you, you talk to, to your sponsor about that and maybe he'll tweak it or maybe give you another suggestion. And all those suggestions will be in line with the principles of recovery. And you take them and the suggestions work. And if you keep taking them, those suggestions will turn into habits and habits are thoughts, you know, are actions without thought. So now you have the action without the being piggybacked with the disease, so to speak. Yes. So you've weakened the thought and you've strengthened the, the spirit in a way by the action. Yeah. So if you follow the diagnosis in the book, it says it just like you know, if you want the diagnosis of fear, you look at its cause, which is self-reliance. That's right out of the book. Yeah. If you want to know what has defeated you, self, that's right out of the book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not like they're not hidden in. All right. Volume 12 or, you know, you know, the 84th edition. It's right there. Yeah. What has defeated us? Self. Yeah. What condition are we in? Self-reliance. What does that mean? When, I, when I'm relying on self, I'm, I'm relying on what defeats us. What, what kind of condition and atmosphere does that provoke? Anxiety. About what? The next defeat. <laughs> Why? Because there's reliance on self. I mean, it all explains itself. Yeah. 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 Why can't I get out of fear? Yeah, that which is wanting to get out of fear is the source of the fear, reliance on self. That's why you can't get out. You're getting out of fear is producing more fear. I'm afraid I'll never get out of fear. It just goes on and on. How can you not see it after a while? It's right in front of us. <laughs> if you follow the book, what does it do? It doesn't stop at fear. It says, why are, you, why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? All right, there you go. If you agree with that diagnosis, yeah, what has failed you? Self-reliance. Okay, well, let's see. Maybe you need to, you know, have some sense felt descriptions of what self-reliance looks like so you can recognize it. Yeah, well, I would say the highest form of reliance would be identified as it. Yeah, you couldn't be more reliant on something if than taking itself to be you. <laughs> yeah. So if there's a huge amount of self-reliance, what are we going to have? A lot of anxiety. Forget about the fear. The fear is just being like a trampoline. It's just being used for anxiety to bounce off of. Yeah. So now we get sucked into what's not happening. Yeah. Because there's an there's not a there's not enough happening today to produce an inordinate amount of fear. So let's think about the future. <laughs> I can come up with a lot of shit. And let's go back into the past. I can come up with a lot of shit. Yeah. What does what brings that about? Yeah. Does today bring next week into play? No, we do, don't we? Today isn't going, beware, beware of the following Tuesday. It's not, it's, it doesn't say shit. You know what I mean? This is going to be a, you don't get a, like a note before. This is going to be a bad day. It's just another day. Yeah, it comes up. But what happens, we fill it with a lot of shit. Because we can't just see today, in most cases, we see through yesterday and tomorrow. So we scare ourselves a lot. Yeah. Where is there a solution to that? Yeah. Where does it really, where does the solution, uh, where is it? It's in losing interest in self which leads to losing into interest in self-reliance, which then lose, then leads to losing interest in, in yesterday and tomorrow's made up anxieties. Yeah. And then what does that lead to being here now? Yeah. What's engaged in this moment, 
the God of all gods is a present tense God. It's not a past or future God. That's the self. The self plays God in yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. But now here, there's something that overrides that idea of self. So it loves to have us in what's not happening because then it can play God. You know, it can pontificate, prophesize, you know, smote, everything. So this, you know, the program in a sense is just bringing in a way, it's bringing us back to where we actually never left. You know, we've just been dreaming a lot of this shit. Yeah. That's why sometimes the turnarounds in, in the life of recovery are so sudden. You would think it would have taken years to uh, lighten the load, but the load gets lightened like that at times because it's not what we think, yeah? It's a, it's a disease of misperception. It's a disease of false evidence appearing real. It's a disease of losing ourselves by being identified as something else. Yeah, seemingly losing. So, yeah, and it thrives on, you know, being right. So that means others have to be wrong. So it thrives on uh, seeing on the faults of others to hide its own obsession with the faults that it's made up about you. You can't win. Denial doesn't work, does it? Yeah. You react to something, it seems so real, I'm going to make it unreal, and then it becomes more real than ever. That's what I did when I was a kid. Something happened, and my head said, I'm, I can't, this has to be made unreal. So I spent a lot of time trying to make shit unreal, not knowing they, they became as real as real can be through my effort to make them unreal. When I finally accepted I'm fucked you know, I'm a fraud, I'm an asshole, then I had the ability not to be one that day. Yeah. But as long as I was afraid of being a fraud, I seemed to feel like one all the time. We don't, I mean, uh, this, uh, you know, I just did not have winning strategies. Yeah, I didn't. It's amazed that we stay alive enough, long enough to get the message of recovery, because I'll tell you, I was I'm my own worst enemy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know why I lost the idea of the reading, but uh, yeah, the thinking, yes. You know, I, it's nice if it's improved. I just think it's better if it stays on point, you know, I think there's levels of what could be thought about and and a lot of shit that's left should be left alone. Yes. Yeah. Like thinking about how I'm going to be next year is above my pay grade, really. Yeah. It's just, I got to keep it in the ballpark of like yesterday or today or maybe tomorrow, but not like three weeks from now or years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Think about having pancakes, you know, that's all right. Yes. Why? Because I'm having pancakes. <laughs> so there was a thought about having pancakes. <laughs> I don't have thoughts about having pancakes every day because I'm not having pancakes every day. <laughs> I had a thought about my neck is out because my neck was out. <laughs> I don't have thoughts about my necks out when it's not. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I have thoughts about I start having to pack when I'm leaving, like the next day. <laughs> I don't have thoughts I have to pack when I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I think the thoughts have been altered quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get ready for a trip a month before the trip. <laughs> I don't even think about the trip until maybe a couple of days before the trip. <laughs> that's not effort. That's just, uh, to me, the thought system has been put in its place of importance. It's not, you know, it's not the most important activity going on. Yeah. 
I don't think about the most important activity when, when I wake up, I visit the toilet. Yeah. There's no thinking involved. <laughs> and days go better, don't they? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I put my foot in my mouth. I think, I don't think much I shouldn't have put my foot in my mouth, especially when my foot is in my mouth. <laughs> I attempt to take it out. <laughs> it's past the point of should or shouldn't. I did. <laughs> okay, make the amend, you know. <laughs> I don't have to present the amend. You know, I should have. I shouldn't have done it. I thought I shouldn't do it. No, just yeah. Make the amend. Hey. Try not to let it happen again. <laughs> I th I really believe I have more chance of not letting it happen again with the least amount of thinking about it. Yeah, I do. I feel that's trusting the process. I don't think the process they're talking about is thinking. I think they're talking about the process we're under, you know, sober. I don't think it's trusting the thinking process. <laughs> it's trusting the process. Yeah. Don't you grow into that? I mean, how many examples do you have? Or probably hundreds of thousands. Like this is the better way. So perhaps isn't in that sentence anymore. It's not perhaps it's the better way. It is the better way. Yeah. How do you leave perhaps and arrive at it is by observation? You've lived it and this is how it works. How it, what happens? Yeah. You travel later through what life has to offer. And then you realize what more do you want? And you're available to be of use. Yeah, to yourself and others. Yes. You're not in like three years from now or eight years ago. You're here. You're readily available and you sense the presence of that power. Yeah. That's not a bad accompaniment for the day. To have a day accompanied by thought all the time is insane. Yeah. That's the wrong chaperone you should have in life. It's the thought system. <laughs> it's, it's a failed system. Yeah, so thanks. Anyone have anything? I'm gonna go quick check to see if there's any raised hands. I don't see any right now. Michael, if you uh, see a raised hand, please butt in. Um, can, go ahead. Uh, continuing on this thought, Paul, um about thinking and taking right action when i first sobered up i didn't know how the heck to do these things and there was a phrase called uh, fake it till you make it um so i was basically just brought along by a sponsor and went to meetings and he kind of showed me how he lived his life and i started to mimic some of that and got some relief he was kind of teaching me how to live life successfully that's a term um and then i started working on the fourth step and when I started doing inventory, I saw a lot of things, but it's when I did it in a certain way, it started to kind of enhance like the cop or, you know, I'm trying to be perfect or I'll die kind of thing. And that was really, really heavy for me. And then through other people, there was this thing that was in, uh, shown to me, like the position of neutrality, kind of Joe and Charlie's taking the my out of that. And then I saw a heck of a lot more, but the process of like learning these things and fake it till you make it, there's this fourth step and the 10th step. And it seems to me, if you don't get that position of neutrality, it can actually be quite heavy and, 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 and make my, my day fairly hard and, and increase the thinking. Uh, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, but we're placed in that position of neutrality. We don't produce it, yeah. 
so what what would uh, account for you being placed in that position of re, of neutrality? Well, giving whatever you need to give over to that which is going to place you in the position of neutrality. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the reliance on self as the active problem and the reliance on the higher power as the active solution is pretty a contrast to see. Yeah. So that if you can recognize what it looks like to be relying on self, yeah, that will lead to uh, not relying on self. Yeah, that knowledge. You'll be able to bring that stuff to six and seven instead of having that stuff, the basic standard that you bring everything else to things. Yeah, but that sense of you bring to that six and seven because that sense of you may be self, so to speak. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And then you you sense something and it, and then when you read being placed in a position of neutrality, that statement seems to describe where you've already been feeling. Yeah. And then it seems to fit that it seems to fit your experience perfectly that something has placed you in a position of neutrality. You're neither this nor that. You're open and available. Yeah. Just yeah. like a lot of answers that you have with people are appropriate to the moment and to the person. Yeah. I don't have that many rote answers. Yeah. Some there are. Don't drink no matter what, but there's a lot of, you know, you can say one thing with true, with a, a, a clarity and say the exact opposite to, to another person with the same clarity. It doesn't, yeah. So I think the act, the solution and its uh, application is flexible. It, it, yeah, so, yeah. But the idea of the way he used this, that, sentence it's obviously said something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself so you are not an agent of neutrality you have bias yes you're blind to some shit you see others yeah but we can be placed in a position of neutrality yeah and then you get you recognize that possibility of seeing life that way by being in that possibility yeah I feel a lot of descriptions in the big book, you, you may have read them in the beginning, but then when you read them after the effects have occurred, they're much more uh, abundant what's in, that, in those sentences because you have a feeling of it now. Yeah, it's amazing how apt the description of recovery is, even though it was written in 35 to 39, whatever. It's just like describing how you feel today, which is incredible. Yeah. That's a living book, eh? That's a living message. Yeah. Producing similar effects 80 years ago as it does now. Why is that? Because the dilemma is the same. Bondage of self, yeah? So it's not the relief is unique. Or, or is uh, singular, what we're relieved from is singular, in a sense, mm. yeah? We're relieved yeah. from self. So people who are relieved from self have similar senses of it because it's the relief from that singularity, that one idea of self, not millions of different yeah? It's not talking about millions of you has defeated us. It's called, you use self. It's very, he's describing a very uh, finite activity that's affecting a large amount of people, let's say. Yeah. So if you can see the impersonalness of the disease, uh, that's the beginning of relief from it, really. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever we were saying, oh, the inventories. Yeah, the inventories are great because it's a way of bringing light to something and then you get an answer and it's not yours, which is great. <clears throat> That's what was really unique with the inventory. 
was the fourth step, which is, you know, the fourth column, which was, uh, what was my role in things? Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly the funny thing is, after you do an inventory, the clearest point is actually is the fourth column. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse it and it would explain exactly why when you had a resentment towards Wendy and you did this, whatever, yeah, you saw it as a threat is because of the selfishness and the self-centeredness and the self-seeking and frightened. Yeah. So mm. really it's almost, we've got to go through this process to see actually the source of the shit at the end of the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so after a while, you bypass the first three columns and you know the fourth column. Yeah. And then you don't really, a lot of times, knowing the fourth column, the other ones darn generated. You don't have a resentment towards someone. Yeah. Mm. Because you see, it was born out of selfishness, self seeking, and fright, and not you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to adopt all these fucking manifestations. They're not yours. You didn't father them. Yeah. You didn't cook them up. You're in a, you're the field of expression. Something dominates you and expresses its view through you. Just like the higher power is now dominating you and ex, and, it's, and it's expressing its truth for you, through you. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. You can tell the tree by its fruits. Yeah. We, we see self by its manifestations, yeah? So we look at the common ones and it leads us to the fourth column, which is selfishness, self-seeking and frightened. There you go. That's, that's the reliance of self, isn't it? They both have self in there, yeah? Yeah, so the reliance on self is generating what I do concerning situations in my life. It's generating how I see a threat. Yeah, because it tells me you're never going to have enough. So then I'm concerned about people ripping me off all day. So I'm constantly looking with a sense of paranoia that I'm not going to I'm going to lose what I have or not get what I want. That's not that wasn't just that was generated and is generated from self. Yes. You would think if it was a real problem, if you had enough, you would really enjoy and relax and feel like I've had enough, but you don't. When you get what you think would cause you to have enough, you still are fucking flipped out that you don't have enough. Goes to the millions and the billions. It doesn't change in a lot of cases. Why is that? Because it's not about not having enough. It's not. It's an addiction. Nothing's ever going to be enough. Yeah. The point is, it doesn't want to arrive at peace and calm. It's a, it's a form of agitation that wants to be, get more agitation. It tells us a story. Well, I'm just going to work really hard until I get this. And then you see you're still working really hard and not taking care of your children, not hanging out because the this just gets to become a bigger this. And you go on and on and on. Yeah. And then as you're going down that track, you, there's rationalizations and excuses and fucking blaming others for the condition. We're not getting to the exact nature of the problem. Yeah. It's you and in a beautiful way, not you. That's the greatness. It's you as long as there's an identification as it. But if you're not identified as it, it's not you. You're then the solution. Yeah. If there's an act of being identified as it, you're the act of problem. If you see through the identification, you're the act of solution. Yeah. Are you going to arrive at the solution as the problem? No, you're not. You're going to arrive by seeing the problem from the solution, hopefully. Yeah. And recognizing I'm not that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm accountable for the shit that happened through me, but you're not going to pin it on me. You're not, because I don't do that shit anymore. And I didn't do it when I was a kid. It came about with a certain activity going on that something took me over and had an ample amount of fuel 
to fucking fuel its fucking bonanza, you know, its fucking film. And it did. It made a big splash, affected a lot of fucking people, had legs and arms and ribs broken, fucking emotional scars galore, all like that. It had its run, and then it got kicked out. Yeah? Yeah. And now life goes on in a whole different direction, a whole different way. You're going to tell me I was that person and now I'm this person? I don't see it at all that way. At all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. You know, you ever hear what they did with those rats? You know, the rats, they had the thing with the cocaine and the rats would just keep hitting the cocaine. And then someone tried to describe the condition of the rat life before it was into hitting that cocaine thing every second. It was living in a fucking cage with no other rats, not being treated that well, yeah? So of course it wanted relief, but if the rat was in a nice community, I don't know what a nice rat community would look like, but the, <laughs> the, the thesis was if the rat was in a nicer community and had, you know, Mrs. Rat and Kid Rats and was eating and everything like that, it wouldn't be hitting the cocaine thing all day, yes? So it wasn't really the rat, was it? It was the conditions that had the rat, yeah? Well, we have mental conditions that have us, and it has us acting like a fucking rat who wants to hit that thing, yeah? You're going to fucking blame the rat? when it was the conditions it was in? I think that's ignorance, really. I think that's not seeing things clearly. So I believe alcoholism is an amplification of something before it, which is this idea of being a self, yes? So it amplifies it and puts it on steroids. And in a way, it's great because that which would maybe not be noticed becomes noticeable. First of all, to others and hopefully to this, the patient themselves, yeah? That something has taken you over. Finally, now a lot of people live a life not knowing something has taken them over. But at least we have the possibility of maybe finally seeing that. That something foreign to us has taken us over in a way, yeah? That's incredible news if it's true. And I see it as true. Yeah. If I keep treating the problem as my problem, that's a big part of the problem. Yeah. So I followed the program. I did the amends. I did. I followed the suggestions. And after years, I did not come to a conclusion, a stagnant conclusion that resentments are mine. I don't see it. I had that conclusion until I didn't. And it's never been, I've never gone back to it. Yeah. I had the conclusion that resentments are mine, fear was mine, until I didn't. And I've never gone back to the idea that they're mine, ever. I see it as completely insane, tell you the truth, completely insane. Yeah. It isn't like, oh, they were mine and then they're not mine, then they're mine again. No, I was convinced from the own experiences and, and things that have happened that what I called mine was not mine. Yeah. It had me more than I ever had it. Yeah. Yeah. Alcoholism had me. I didn't have alcoholism. Yeah. So that's, that's hopefully what we put out here. And maybe it will fit for you. Maybe it will work. I'm not saying it's a one size fit all thing. I'm saying that if you're here and it's working, this is this was an invita invitation well heeded yeah yeah because the purpose isn't to be right the purpose is relief a stable relief that you can rely on yeah 
a stable relief that you can rely on. And any relief you built will not be reliable because you, you will believe you can unbuild it. Yeah. It needs to, something needs to be given to you to have any chance of lasting. <laughs> because if it's you, you're going to believe you're going to undo it. Yeah. But if something has placed you in a, in a position of neutrality, there's a strong possibility you'll never leave that position. If you arrive at that position of neutrality, I totally believe you will believe that you will let you will leave it or you have left it. Yeah, it will never be stable. Yeah, it won't because you're there. But if you've been placed there, you can stay there forever now. Yeah. It's the spirit of the whole program. We call it reliance on the higher power, but it's really losing trust in the self, really, in a way. Yeah. That's really the, the, the dynamic. Yeah. Because if you believe you have great trust in the higher power as self, that's just a, another, a stronger faith in self, isn't it? I don't see the self allowing anything to be higher than it in its little dominating role. Yeah. I don't think the self is going to allow anything else to play God while it's playing God. I don't. So when it hears the idea of God, it just sort of claims it and morphs it into I'm going to be a knower of God. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It seems like another form of bondage constantly. That's why like self-knowledge avails us nothing. That's a weird statement. Because the knowledge is put, a lot of value is put on knowledge. And it's not saying that knowledge is not valuable. It's saying self-knowledge will avail you nothing. That's a huge difference. Might not check it out. What does he mean by that? Self-knowledge will avail you nothing when in most people's world, knowledge seems to be quite valuable. Mm. Yeah? But self-knowledge will avail you nothing. That's an incredible statement. Mm. Yeah. And yet this position of neutrality, when, when we take the first step, it, it's, it, isn't it? don't we kind of tap into that when we admit to our innermost self, that innermost self seems to be related to this, I, I don't know, access of not self. Like the well, innermost self. Well, I don't think we take the first step. It's an observation, isn't it? You're just, there's a truth is being told and you see if how you, how you react to that. It says, we're alcoholics, we're powerless, and, and uh, our life is unmanageable. That's, that sounds like that was the result of taking a lot of steps before. <laughs> Self-generated steps. I don't think it's another thing I take, the first step. I think it's something I, I admit to myself or I allow to roll over me, yeah, and see what it brings up. Because it seemed like a pretty apt description of the condition I was in. Yeah. <laughs> you could say I took it for 20 years, maybe. <laughs> then I observed, then there was a, a rude awakening. And then I moved to step two, which is an ob another observational step, isn't it? You're observing that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. I came to believe. It says it already has happened, yeah? It's not saying I, I'm wishing I come to believe. I've came, I came to believe a power greater than myself could restore me to san insanity, could, could restore me to sanity, you know, concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink. So I'd been sober eight weeks. So that was enough. I had observed 
step two. Yeah? I didn't do the step. I observed it. I I came to believe that a power greater than me could restore me to sanity because I hadn't drank in eight weeks. Yeah? Then I moved to step three. And, uh, you know, it's, hey, it was obvious that step three recognizes our condition. So it says, it doesn't say turn your will and life over to care of a higher power because you can't do that but make a decision to turn your will in your life with the hopes that some power will be generated and that decision can actually be decided. (laughs) Yes. But so it's an incredible uh, statement, you know, with throwing that little, you know, make a decision, turn one's will and life over to the care of a higher power. And obviously you jump into action, which is the working step right after that decision. Yeah, you don't wait around to see if anything happens. You'd start working and you do the inventory. Yeah, because the inventory is what's going to give fuel to the decision. Yes, you making it, you have no power. There's no, that's the dilemma. Did you, you decided not to drink a lot of days and that you were not successful. Yeah, so me, my making a decision means shit, really. It does. It's like, you know, writing a I you know, writing an IOU on toilet paper. It doesn't it's not gonna hold up long. Yeah. So I made a decision, yeah, knowing I'm powerless really. Yeah. And what really gives you the oomph is the invent you know, the the community, the higher power, the principles and you know, the working steps. Yeah. And then I do that inventory and I like to emphasize a way of doing the inventory that I feel is actually emphasized in the book, looking at self's manifestations to see how self has defeated us. I don't understand why that's so confusing. It's right in the book. It is. Read it. It's right. It's right in the book. We're going to now we're going to look at it's self's common manifestations. I don't understand why we're stuck on them being ours. Yeah. Is it that glorious to, to have resentments and fears? I would think, hey, I'd love to, you know, disown them at, you know, immediately. But this habit of claiming this shit goes on and on. Yeah. I see that as an aspect of a disease. Yeah. Yeah, I can see like, uh, you know, being attached to peace and, you know, love and happiness, but resentment, fears and harming other people. (laughs) I would think you would be happy to disown ownership of that. But oh, if I disown ownership, oh, oh, no. Not after you've done the steps and made the amends. It's time to see the accountability. Yes. If you keep hiding out in the responsibility, the problem still has you in a way. We go through it to get to accountability, to see that, yeah, my dog took a shit on the neighbor's lawn, but that doesn't mean I took a shit on the neighbor's lawn. Yeah? It's very, very important distinction. Because if it's if I took a shit on the neighbor's lawn, I may be dwelling on that for 30 fucking years. Why did I take a shit on on and on? If it was the dog that took the shit, I cleaned it up. That's pretty much it. Yes. I'm not going to dwell on, you know, Biff, you know, shat on the person's lawn after 30 years. (laughs) Just I got better things to be concerned with. But no, my, you know, me, me, me. Yeah, that's the life of the resentment. And the fear. Well, how does fear get extended? It's held as yours. That's all. Yeah. Why would you want to cut? You know, if you want to get rid of the branch, you don't cut the tip off, obviously. Yeah. You go farther to the to the trunk. Yes. (laughs) Why would you want to keep chopping off the tip when you can get to more of the root? Yeah. 
Yeah. What gives life to resentment when it's yours? Yeah. Why not surrender that? Why not before you surrender resentment as you, why not surrender to you that has the resentment? I don't know. may work. Yeah. Surrender the my, and I'm telling you, there'll be a lot less a lot less resentments. There will be. Yeah. The my is what is the uh it's like a generation, it's like a, a it's becomes a tradition, yes? You have generations of resentments. Oh, the resentment when I was a kid, the resentment when I was a teenager. Oh, you like you have them in like a photo album or shit my resentments let's go over them tonight with a bottle of scotch my it all started with my first grade teacher this is insane it's insane isn't it jesus christ when are you gonna leave that shit behind oh they they crossed me yes Tons of people are getting crossed every day. Yeah. So, yeah. So being placed in a position of neutrality. The problem will not exist for you. Fucking awesome, man. Eh? Hmm. Do you think my resentment is a position of neutrality? I don't think so. It sure sounds like a position of ownership. Yeah. We get placed in a position of neutrality. Yeah. I don't think there's a neutral resentment when it's yours. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't see any more uh, hands up. Does anybody have a question? They could raise their hands and then we'll, we'll we have any hands up today. It's pretty good. This has been a handless day. You're doing a good job, bud. That's what I'm shooting for every day. A handless Zoom meeting. Not one single pinky goes up. It's the Holy Grail. You know, the emphasis is on not on me or anything. We're not wanting to be right. We're just putting it out there. Yeah. From one alcoholic to another, because uh, I still believe there's a lot of relief needed in this, in our communities. Yeah, I do. And why not look if and if you're a, such a book thumper or something, why not read 64? It's the description of how to do one an inventory. It's giving you an emphasis and the emphasis is to see how self has defeated us. It doesn't say anything about us really, other than that we're the one that's defeated. Yeah. I don't see I don't know how it keeps getting uh, turned into my resentments and my fears and my acting out when they seem to be seen as manifestations of self from the original people who put out the book. Yeah. I could be wrong, correct me, but it sure sounds like that. It sounds very, I, it doesn't seem to be very ambiguous the line of thought from being convinced self manifested in various ways, yeah, is what has defeated us. So self seems to be one aspect and us as another aspect. We're on the defeated side and the other one is the defeating side, yeah? Yes, it's clear, Yeah. right? And we, and we look at its common manifestations where did they become ours if it's its where does where it's it's very clear there it says we're going to look at its common manifestations it doesn't say our common manifestations 
says it's, and it's refers to self. So being convinced, I guess we're not truly then. So in a way, we're not at that point because we're not convinced that self has defeated us. Yeah. Yeah. But it says very clearly being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its common manifestations. We're not going to get into the whole shebang, but common ones. And the next paragraph, resentment, is the number one offender. So resentment in this line of thought is a manifestation of self that has defeated us, that will defeat us and can defeat us now. Yeah. And what really fuels the defeat isn't truly the resentment, it's the owning of the resentment, I feel. Yeah. It's not the manifestation of self that defeats me. It's the manifestation of self being called mine that defeats me. Truly, I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's very clear delineation. Resentment has not defeated me. My resentments defeat me. Yeah. They look completely different, don't they? A resentment doesn't really have much of a a life expectancy, but my resentment can thrive for 50, 60 years. So is the life, is the pulsating of life coming from the resentment or is it put into the resentment through the my? Yeah, are there's like difference, you know, we have the justified resentment yeah, what's what would be like a big, let's say there's a lion and then there's the tiger. The tiger is probably the tougher animal because it's bigger, it weighs more. So there's resentment, justified resentments, yes? But I see it. the, the resentment doesn't grow the justification, does it? It's you and I. It's And then it's truly not you and I, it's the disease that amplifies a resentment into a justified resentment that gives it a more a longer life expectancy. It can actually be passed on to other you know generations of the same family. Yeah, it's incredible. Hmm. But it doesn't come from the resentment, does it? I mean, it seems like we're you know we're picking, but it's important in a way because if you're getting hit by a large barrage of let's say water and you're thinking it's coming from this small spigot and you're missing the fucking fire hose i think it would be important to see where the shit's coming from yeah it's not the spigot it's the fire hose it's us us in the identification as self so I would love to, you know, have an understanding, go into an inventory with that understanding that these are manifestations of self and actually leave with a real feeling that that that's true. Yeah. A real feeling that it's true, that these aren't really mine. Based on the statement of the big book. I think that's what the inventory, one of the things it's supposed to do is amplify the being convinced that self defeated us by looking at its manifestations. Yeah. So that when it appears in our lives, we can bring its appearances to six and seven and have them removed or reconfigured. Yeah. So basically the pest, you know, isn't, you know, you bring the, uh, the bug killer, you don't bring him once, he has to, the house has to be fumigated a few times to finally root out the shit, yeah? Well, in that case, to me, that's like six and seven. You still see self-manifesting, yeah? Maybe it's not bringing you to a fucking uh, an incident on the highway, you know, road rage, but you see it and then you bring it to six and seven. And then that energy gets reconfigured and my experience with its reconfiguring is it will be used to enrich your day, not to enslave you. Yes. 
the higher power wants to see you as a free range alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. Wants you to be free, even you, even though you have the possibility of alcoholism, the problem will not exist for you today. You're free. So, yeah, yeah. You don't have like tons of pictures in your house of children, do you? You, That would be very weird in some respects, but you have a lot of pictures of my children, yes? So there's a sense of, of connection with the my, concerning children that you don't have with all children. The same thing in a weird way. Resentment and my resentment are two different fucking things. Yeah? They really are. Yeah. Why not? You know, all right. You believe you can have resentments far out. But let's work on the my then. We won't touch the sacred resentment and the sacred fear. Fuck it. Let's work on the my. Just is it yours? I mean, uh, all right. I don't want to fucking, you know, step on your, you know, no, I have fear. All right. Or whatever. I don't care. But is it yours really? Is it your fear? Hmm. Did you did you write the recipe? Did you bake it? Or did something do for you or through you what you wouldn't do for yourself? Yeah, I feel it's the the latter. When you're taken over by this idea of self, you're going to have a fucking menu of resentments. Yeah. And anxieties and fucking blames and then self-hatred and all this fucking uh, terrible concoction of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. The my, it's a simple, it's a two letter word in English. Yeah, you would think it's innocent. How could it have a such a wallop? It's two letters, M, Y. Yeah, it's not F, U, it's M, Y. Yeah, it seems to be innocent, you know? It's put everywhere, my this, my that, yeah. Yeah, but we don't know the power that it implies. It's a huge uh, source of meaning. Yeah, things change when my is put before them. They do. And I see it with resentments. They extend the life of resentment. Unbelievable. Yeah. And fucking anxiety, it doesn't even, it's forgotten even the source of the anxiety now. It's just into the anxiety. Yeah. The fear of not having shelter has just been mutated into being super anxious about your fourth house. Yeah. And the curtains that they may not match the rug at the beach when the lights, you know, the noonday light hits. Yeah. I mean, come on. You've got three other houses, chill out a little, yeah? But no, we can't because that thing doesn't, it, it, it has an advertising that is leading you to a great chill out, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't thrive in that setting. It's agitation. It likes agitation, yeah? It's not going to roll over and go to sleep. It's not going to arrive at peace and rest there. It isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm stoked that we have these meetings. It's very helpful to share. It is because uh, it can seem so easy to forget and just... uh, You know, grin and bear it. What can I do? Yeah, I mean, we are, we're, we're, it's almost a curse of how much we can adapt. We can adapt to some shitty fucking conditions. Yeah. 
I remember the bottom that I used to live on. I didn't, it hit a point where I didn't know how low I could go. I mean, it was amazing what I would put up with. Yeah, amazing, incredible, yeah. Um, yeah, so, hey, there is a solution. Anyone else, Kaiser? I don't see any other hands raised. And thanks a lot for, I really like what you said about bringing relief to our community that that is desperately needed sometimes. Thanks. Well, yes, that's, isn't that the point? We're all traveling. So in some form or another, let's travel lighter, if at all possible. And it's possible. Yeah. How much would it take to move my out of your life? It's not that heavy. You can break it down, take the M one day and then forget the Y. There you go. So I have a, you know, there's a problem. Oh, great. How can I help? There's my problem. And you're the fucking cause of it. You know, it's just insane. <laughs> it is. I mean, Jesus. So, yeah. All right. Let's say goodbye to everyone. I'm going to. Thanks, Paul. I have to have a coffee. I'm going to faint or something. You get up here at like six in the morning in Hawaii. By the time 11 rolls out, it feels like four days. It just, it just goes, we're on the road. And I'm going, what time is it? It's 1045. <laughs> it's hotel. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. We'll be home on Thursday. Well, I think we'll see. I think we'll be doing the talk Thursday morning for a while. All right. So, and everyone, thank you so much. Let me say goodbye to Roman. Nice to see you. Roman, Jess, there she is. Yes. We got Mickey, Tommy, Kristen. Always a pleasure. Bouncing around from coast to coast now, eh? Yeah. Just looking for windows to wash. We got David D. Nice to see you, David. Stefan on having never left. Kaiser's getting ready to leave. He's in the car. We got Ruby from Wichita. Nice to see you, Ruby. Always a pleasure. Kana from Dublin. Carl from somewhere in Ireland. Can't be that far from Dublin, can you? In Ireland. <laughs> yeah. I thought I heard something. So yeah, we got so Dublin. Yeah, you got it in one. Dublin. You got it in one. <laughs> Dublin. Uh, we got Walter. Nice to see you, Walter. Oh, there's Monique. We're having a visitation from the great uh, northwest of Canada. Alberta. Honey, nice to see you. PK from Long Island City. PK has relieved me of all my sins and he's carrying them every day. All my Long Island sins, which were hey, many. You. you know, thank you for meeting this group from Paradise. And it's amazing, you know, the, the transformation that can take place when we go from I, like you said, the my to us, man. What a relief. So thank you. I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's awesome for for you as well when we become you know the group and, and hold the space but man it's 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 great stuff and i i love it man. so i thank you really it's 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 really you know powerful medicine you think like why would i keep doing these things well if the bondage of self feeds on these things it kind of wants it wants them you know but like you said with the rat park like if we're in a place like this where everybody's kind of in a similar place you don't need that you can drop yeah. the mind so it's awesome man thank you i love it and the daily reprieve it's 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 some good stuff man yes yeah thank you pk for everything hello uh, yes mahalo aloha yeah it's a trippy place here in hawaii i see like semi trucks abandoned and we saw like an ice cream truck somehow was burnt in this neighborhood. Nothing gets moved. It's great. 
he apologized. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's not heavily regulated, this area, I don't think. Yeah, it's sort of like Wild West. All right, we got uh, Michael, Stacy. Thank you, Michael, for the service today and all the meetings. Michael's one of the reasons why these continue. We've got uh, Gustav. He's disappeared. That's my 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 sole desire. Yeah, not that Gustav disappears, but mass disappearance. Oh, there he is. He's reappeared. <laughs> all right, we've got. Jack at the uh, beach, he's come back. I was nice him walking into the sunset. I like that. Uh, can you imagine that yeah. would be good? That would be your goodbye note. A Zoom, and you just walk. Mm. <laughs> that would. That I'm getting would be, there. I'm getting there. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, this is the last time I'll be at one of your Zooms. And then Paul takes it personally. And it's the last time he's going to be at any Zooms. <laughs> all right. So all of us in Berlin. Nice to see you, Oliver. Yes. Kim N. Kim has returned for a while. Thank you, Kim, for your lovely presence. And we got Suzanne M. Yes, one of our main stabilizers we got a new nice to see you a new and not see you nina as always nina she's loving the life of sobriety awesome man what a gift thank you paul you're welcome honey you're welcome honey uh let's see who else we are we got connor from dublin i think i got him already uh, let's see if anyone else is here. I think that's it. Let's go back here. Oh, Barbara just appeared with Roman. Nice to see you, Barbara. Yes. Uh, that's all. Hey, I'll see. Uh, I'll see everyone soon.